So, hey kids, what brings us here today? A lot of episodes of entertainment for your ear holes. From... Excess Nexus! we do here hi kids we're exes we lived together we shared a life and friends i even like to share his clothes and he would get really mad when i'd show up in his t-shirts without asking anyway we broke up <laughs> the t-shirt thing might have had something to do with it uh no, it was a lot know. more than that what it was a lot more than that a lot more thanks oh poo face uh time went on we became better friends than and still and still share the same friends and anyway we like to talk about pop culture music movies tv we also have a mysterious question at the end of the show that we ask each other and the captain who i'm married to makes a drink based on those mysterious questions we're also joined by jim's lovely wife kelly captain tell us what we're drinking today hey! what are we drinking <laughs> get on with it get on with it why are you talking? You're still not talking. You're still not talking. Give the goddamn recipes, you fucking asshole. Hey, uh, Christina, you're drinking a Parisian. A Parisian. I wish I was in Paris right now. Ooh. That looks beautiful. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> What's in it, Captain? Mm-hmm. I think that if we had if we had better um, vermouth, it would definitely be a better drink. It's okay. So two ounces of dry vermouth, vermouth, an ounce and a half of gin, and a half ounce of creme de cassis, and then you stir them around with ice. And there you go, and you can garnish with a blackberry. Mmm, can't get enough of them. That, that, <laughs> that what does it taste like? It's not bad. I think I, I think with a better dry vermouth, because we have a shitty we have shitty vermouth. If it, with a really good vermouth, I bet you'd be amazing. It's a little alcohol forward. It's, it's not that bad though. It's a little thick, but the alcohol forwardness disappears quickly. It doesn't burn and last once you drink it. You know what I mean? It's not sticking around in there. Can you describe the viscosity of it? I thought I just did. It's a little bit viscous. It's not. It's actually pretty. I find it thin. I find it. Very I just thin. wanted to say viscosity. <laughs> Tell us, what's the interesting drink that you're drinking for Jim today, Captain? This is called an alien shooter. Yay, it looks really cool. Yeah, it's got, uh, so the bottom layer is, uh, basically it's an ounce each. It's an ounce of uh, melon liqueur, an ounce of Irish cream, and then an ounce of vodka. Cool, shoot it down, Captain. Let's see how it tastes. <sighs> Jesus. I don't know about that melon liqueur in the, in the Bailey's. If I throw up yeah, all over that's, that's an odd combination. No, this is bigger than it looks, by and, the way. And to start out with the vodka, like the fact that the vodka is going down first is kind of weird. Go for it. Oh, here do we it, go. Do it, do it. Oh, the vodka just went down. Oh, there goes the Bailey's oh, and the melon liqueur. The look on his face. It's a little rough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's dribbling down his chin, folks. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot to guzzle it was a lot there was a lot, lot of vodka on that that's a big shot man yeah good job captain thank god it's got the baileys oh really thank god Oof. that melon liqueur is probably so sweet a melon liqueur and uh, like creamy drinks just that's such a fucking weird Odd is combination. It, it yeah. seems really weird. Melon liqueur and Bailey's. It seems really weird. That's the best part about that shot. It's so weird. It makes me want to have Bailey's and coffee right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody, why don't we just right into our segment we like to call irritainment. Jim? Um, I could, so I watched a couple of documentaries recently. Oh, nice. Um, have you heard of Shut Up, Little Man? Maybe, but no. Okay, I'll explain the premise. So I feel like you have to say it like, shut up, little man. So It's more like, shut up, little man. So there- The mama from the train? The, uh, I don't know. Well, like, okay, so these two guys, 
decided that they were going to move to San Diego, San Francisco, some one of those two places. And they were buddies and they just wanted to get like a start. And when they signed the contract and got the keys, their landlord said, by the way, your neighbors are a little loud. So as it turns out, there's these two guys that are there. One guy is a racist homophobe and the other guy's a homosexual. They're both alcoholics. They scream at each other constantly. And then these two kids started recording their, their screaming at each other. Wow. So wait, they, they're, not, they're not roommates. They're just separate neighbors that scream at each other because they hate each other. The, the, the homophobe and the homosexual live together. The other two guys were the ones that stuck a microphone out of their apartment to record these conversations. They made tapes. They copied the tapes. They gave it to their friends. Uh, um, one of the guys in Devo's solo project used samples from their fighting. Like It became like this national thing. And really? these guys started like making money off of off of these tapes that they had recorded. Was this in like the twenty tens or the nineties? Like when did uh, this happen? I think late nineties. Late nineties, huh? Because Where did they, you watch because, it? Because, uh, Prime. This it's, is awesome. It's, it's, it's worth it. It's an hour how, and a half. And how do they live together? How are they roommates? They were roommates a long time, and they're they're both like I said, they're both alcoholics. So they were fine when they were sober, but once they got drunk. The, the the gay guy was the one who kept saying, shut up, little man. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like some uh, alcoholic hetero relationships I know about. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, how many couples have you heard stories like this about, right? Oh, yeah, I'm I mean, sober. I, uh, and, the, and of course, the I think it's Ray and Peter, I think, were the guy's names. I watched it a while, uh, like sometime last weekend. Uh, and and Ray, who's the homophobe, kept calling, he calls him a cocksucker, like every other word. So. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely an entertaining and very interesting uh, documentary. It's amazing what people can come up with and go, let's make a documentary out of that. No, and then it becomes like a thing that people want to watch. Like it's really, that's really interesting. So how deep do they get? Is it just about, is it about, is it about how they sold the voices and how the voices inspired music and it, shit? Or is it just uh, about, like... It, uh, it's all in there. And it, at one point, they try to find, like, uh, uh, I think Peter was the, was the gay one. And, and they wanted to give him money. So, like, there was, like, a search to try to find him after all these years and stuff like that, too. Oh, did wow. they him? What? Yeah, spoiler alert. But, yes, they did. Oh, yeah, I don't want to know. Well, um, that's very cool. I'm excited about that. You get a kick out of it. It's 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 very voyeuristic, but it's also very funny. And it's it's funny too because at one point they knew that they they're like, "There's a microphone outside of our window," and they're like, "You, t I, as long as the microphone's out here, this cocksucker is a pain in my ass." Oh my god! Yeah. So funny, so funny. I love it. It sounds like some Florida shit. Yeah, you can't do yeah. that in Florida though because uh, yeah. we have rules of it against uh, recording others' audio. Yeah, you have to, people have to know that they're being recorded. Right. I, I'm, I'm aware of that, and they were also aware of that when this documentary had been made. So. Yeah, but different states have different rules, so in that state, it may have been fine. I, I think of myself as being the same, like, I think they were 22, 23 years old. I would have done the exact same thing. I would have recorded that, too. I mean, that's like, you remember the tapes Dad and I made? Of, I was going to oh, say, your father would have done that at 50 years old. So <laughs> I didn't want to talk about 23, 24. Please, your grown-ass father. Those tapes were funny. And infamous among all of his friends, for sure. So, okay, what were these tapes that your dad Okay, did? so, so... We had, my, my father is like me, a weirdness magnet, but like he, my father manages to find these people that anybody, anybody in his orbit, it, it's usually a crazy, there's usually some sort of memorable, crazy experience that will come with them. So when I lived in Jupiter and Christina too, um, and my father had, <laughs> yeah, that's right. My father had these neighbors, Gloria and Tony, and they were that couple that, brought the fights they were a jerry springer episode out in the they were streets. sober they were fine but when they drank <laughs> right it's yes and they and they drank a lot but what yeah. one the one lady was this uh, she supposedly was italian because she's adopted but she was raised italian and she spoke like this <laughs> so and that was her voice and she called tony you cocksucker 
So you and your dad would make these. We voices. would make, make my father and I would make tapes of their misadventures together. Awesome. But it was you and your dad. But it was you and your dad. Yeah. So my father would be Tony and I would be Gloria, and <laughs> and. and <laughs> and I, I put Ren and Stimpy music behind it, so there was like a soundtrack that went along with it. So it's like, it's the adventures of Tony and Gloria. And you'd hear like that cool jazz music that they made uh, for Ren and Stimpy playing in the background. And then, then it was like, I, I, like, I remember one of the things that we talked about was my, my father had uh, some, some girlfriend that he was seeing that, that liked to paint. So I was like, oh, can she make, paint me a picture? Like with the dogs playing cards. <laughs> I think that was the girlfriend in Hope Sound with the short hair, where his car got. No, no, that was Rebecca. That was Rebecca. Oh, oh my God, the voices, the the two of you, because your dad would just throw those voices out sometimes. Cacksucker! Hello, doll. You devil, you! That's what he'd say when he was when he was drunk and romantic with Gloria. Gloria was, she <laughs> smoked when she ate. Ew. Oh. She, she had she had these fucking busted ass fingers and shit like that. Oh, I'll tell you another story too. My father became the hero of Via Del Mar when we lived there because he actually moved them out. So my father was the hero. So of course my father, because he's that person, keeps in contact with them. They wanted to move back. So then my father became the villain of the neighborhood because he moved them right back into the same house. Oh my God. <laughs> and at some point, at some point, Gloria left and, there, and uh, Tony was still in the house and he stayed in the house and there was no furniture because she moved all the furniture back to New York. So he stole a pool chair from our pool and, and moved himself in there and slept on the pool chair in the house next, next, next door to us, which was a very, very nice house. And then he had prostitutes that he was that that he had that came over the house and fucking him on a pool chair and it's just so fucked up. Oh, Florida! That is that is all Florida. That is hilarious. Yeah, he was Florida man. It's hilarious. I can like, just that would be a really crazy reality show to oh, watch. Yeah, for sure. And they would have had one if they were more popular. Wait, so how old were you when you and your father would make these tapes? Well, we still had cassette tapes. They were useful, so I was, pro I was pretty young. It was probably in my early 20s. Yeah, exactly. But that tape got circulated around to all of my father's friends who didn't even know the neighbors. Like, they didn't know our experiences with that. Yeah. And we just made copies of them and passed them around. And, and I, like, I just remember Johnny Sperber, who was one of my dad's uh, good friends, had the tape memorized. Like we play it, and he, he you'd see him mouth along with the jokes. Yeah, it used to play in the kitchen. You guys would play that in the yep. kitchen sometimes. Yeah, <clears throat> it was boys. It was funny. But that's fun. There, a lot of creative shit happened in that house. Like, <laughs> I wish we had a lot of the creative shit that happened in that house. I really do. It was a good oh, time. Like a, like and our... we've we've all lived there except for Kelly. Yeah, I know. How come I didn't get to live there? <laughs> my my favorite was when I when That's I fair. when I moved into that house with Jim and I had my stuff and I was moving my stuff and he's like ah eh, yeah some of my dad's stuff is still in the room but you know hey man just whatever just move on in I'm like okay and I, I remember opening the top drawer of the dresser and it's all tidy whities <laughs> I was like oh, all right yes that one that one's occupied. I remember I went to go see my mom and I was like, Wally, can you remember to take out the trash? Please take out the trash. And I was gone for like two or three days and I came back. <laughs> Stop putting your hand in front of your mouth. Okay, I'm sorry. And then, uh, and then Wally didn't take out the trash and then decided to eat the world's largest amount of oatmeal that you could ever eat and throw it in the trash and leave it there for three days. And I was like, Wally, did a fucking tiger throw up in our fucking garbage can? <laughs> This all, this all sounds familiar. Nothing's changed. Does it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. The, the oatmeal thing. Yep. The oatmeal. He does take the trash out a little bit more often now, but I think it's because he doesn't want to hear me nag about it. Look, I don't want to waste space, so I wait till the trash is like at its optimal prime, ready to go this out. Is a huge amount of bullshit right now. <laughs> he lazy. Say no. Lazy. 
Look, when the maggots, the maggots will tell me when it's time to take the trash. <laughs> oh, come on, dude, that's bad. <laughs> Would you say, Kelly? <laughs> I was telling him that he likes the, the garbage get to the yeah. very, very top. So what? Hey, now. Hey, now. No. Take it out before it gets to the top, and it starts falling over on the fucking ground, and oh, then I got to oh. again. Oh, no. Oh, it's happening. The table seemed to have turned. Thank <laughs> <laughs> got shit. I get shit. Okay, um, so this whole this whole uh, voiceover thing reminds me of when Christina and I lived in our old apartment because the house behind us, Lake Worth has a lot of apartment complexes that are uncomfortably close together. <laughs> it's downtown. It's a downtown yeah, it's, 60s built. Like right. everything was built in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, so it's it's got that, you know, uh, that kind of big city feel because everything's smushed together. So behind us was... A, a, just a, a parade of insane people that would live in these fucking houses. And, it was an apartment complex, but it was like Right, and they had weird. like four or five apartments, um, and it was directly behind ours. And man, so this one guy who was, he may have had a screw loose, but and he may have been an alcoholic, probably maybe a little both, but he would get in these screaming matches with some woman that lived there. And I, I don't know if they were dating or what but we dubbed him his name was putting on the ritz because if you remember young frankenstein he sounded like when peter boyle was frankenstein on the stage (laughs) that's exactly what he sounded like all of this i forgot about this Christina, didn't didn't they have a light on that that was too bright and you oh my god and you smashed it out with a rock I didn't go and smash it. I unscrewed it. I unscrewed it. And then when they finally did get it to work, like they'd go and they'd screw it back in, I think I might have taken it out and thrown it away. (laughs) I literally just pitched it at that point. So just a little criminal trespass, that's all. Oh, I mean, in this is satire. And all of of this is hyperbole. And it's alleged. And I'm playing a character. (laughs) A character that... Potentially, allegedly criminal trespass and stole property. No, Lake Worthian. I lived in Lake Worth. So None yes. of this is real, people. We are all actors. Yes, None of this show. is real. My so name is not Jim. This is based on actual events or characters, but it's based on. Based so, on. so you're correct in that assumption that it's the same building and the same people. Okay. Um, so there's another, and so they would go at it. We, okay, just to give you a, a preface of this apartment complex, how bad it was. We must have called 911 at least half a dozen times when we lived there in three years. Really? Yeah. Really? That either. 100%. Are you kidding me? There was fights. We, okay, it wasn't just the apartment behind us, but it was the apartment behind us at least on two occasions, if not three, where we had to call the police and we're like, look, I think someone's hurt because there, there was, was a, a murder-suicide back there. Yeah, there was a murder-suicide in the same what? fucking building. Yeah, it was a big deal. But there was fights. We heard, I woke up to a knockdown, drag out fucking fight with putting on the Ritz and someone else. And it was so bad that I had to call the police. I'm like, I don't know if someone's dead. I don't know if they're bleeding in the alley. It I got mean, better after a while. Yeah, it did. But for a good year period, it was fucking sketchy as fuck. It, it, isn't it funny how like, nicknames become like this thing that like it just like you called them putting on the ritz that like you just attach this sort of thing to like there's a guy i work with that i call banana in the tailpipe yes (laughs) i remember this (laughs) explain that one he's an idiot because because he's just okay so we're we're not i'm not gonna fall for the banana tailpipe is eddie murphy making fun of this this very uh, uptight police officer that he's working with because he eventually he eddie murphy puts a banana in the tailpipe in beverly hills cop okay and he goes because it stalled out the car so he goes we're not gonna fall for the banana in the tailpipe and, he, and eddie murphy makes fun of him for that so there's someone in my orbit that i feel like would say i'm i might actually fall for the banana in the tailpipe trick that's funny it is um, before we move on, another, just another little, no, seriously, this is great. You'll remember this. Christine and I were getting ready to ride our bikes one day. And so 
in South Florida, we have a very transient community. There's a lot of people that come down for the season and they work in the business. You know, they're waiters, servers, busboys, whatever. Hospitality students. Hospitality, yeah. From overseas. Yes. So this apartment complex was a, all the, all of them felt like in Lake Worth were a huge destination for these people for the season. So they're seasonal rentals. We don't just have yearly rentals, right. seasonal rentals. So we're getting up. It's like Saturday morning or Sunday morning. We walk out in the back porch backyard and we're putting air on our bike tires. And we're going to go for a ride and go to someplace and get brunch or something. And, um, I go out and I'm pumping up the tires and I literally do a double take and on the roof overlooking our backyard, there are at least two, if not three, I think Brazilian yeah, chicks. Yeah, they're Brazilians. Like young, like 20-something Brazilians. Topless. Completely awesome. topless. With their little bikini bottoms on, G-strings. Walk, just walking around. Just walking around. No big deal. They would lay out and get sun up there. Because the apartment had a railing above the roof. It was a second floor apartment that had a railing that went to the flat roof of the rest of the complex. And there were like six Brazilian kids living in that apartment upstairs. And it was maybe a bedroom and a half one bath. Oh. Yeah, like it, they had them packed in. Yeah. And I think they were here for working in Palm Beach at a resort for school. I think it was a school thing. They would have parties up the outside staircase because there's like a fire escape staircase to get there. And they would have these parties. I sound like an old lady. And I was like, oh, why kids? Why? But they had a good time, obviously. Yeah. So I did a double take and I'm just like, uh, he's like, don't look. Like, I, no, I literally, I literally opened the door and I'm like, uh, honey, can you come out here for a minute? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? Is something wrong with the bikes? No, just come on out. And she comes out and I'm like, so, uh, it's a nice day. You want to lay out in the sun? And I kind of looked up and she's like, oh my God, just a bunch of tits. Just a bunch of tits. Different cultures. <laughs> let me quote my, let me quote my father on another one with a similar situation like that with Brazilian. My father used to go, blonde. Black. Like pointing at his head and then his vagina? Yeah. <laughs> Blonde. Black. That's funny. That is funny. Oh. So. Hey, does the carpet match your pubes? That's <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I like your hair. Does the carpet match your pubes? Oh, my God. Um, so I heard, I don't know if you watched Kimmy Schmidt when it, did you watch Kimmy Schmidt? I watched the first season. I think we watched, we watched the, the first, first season, season, but, but, uh, and I liked the Second show. Second season, like sophomore slump, but the third season was as good as the first. Okay. Um, they're doing a movie, but they're doing it in the style of Bandersnatch. I read oh. that in Entertainment Weekly, which apparently you have as well. Oh, no, I, I heard it someplace else. I didn't read it in Entertainment oh. Weekly. I saw it someplace else. I must not have gotten there in Entertainment Weekly yet. Um, but it made me think about Bandersnatch in the sense of, ha, do you think people go back and rewatch it? Have you gone back and rewatched it to see? Yes, I have. I've watched it at least three, if not four times. Because huh. how do you not? It's amazing. It's amazing. Like, there's so many different choices. And I've, you know, I mean, there's only so many times you can watch it. But it's just so fun. If you read those books as a kid... And if, I did. and if you're into movies I, and video games, like, man, I just... I think it's the characters that got me. That's why I'm interested yeah. in the Kimmy Schmidt one, because I have a feeling I will rewatch the Kimmy Schmidt one over and over and over until I've seen the whole thing, because I love the world. I love that world. <clears throat> I honestly, I'm surprised. And it's funny that you bring that up, Wally, about, about like watching it, because like now that I'm like mm. more than a year away from it, right. it might be time to like choose my own adventure again. Right. I'm, I thought that that would be actually way more groundbreaking than it actually was because I thought that that it, like people would just there would be like a gamut of stuff like somebody would up the game even right. more uh, with with that. I'm surprised that that didn't take off more more, more than it did. You know, I think it's too I late. Watch it again. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe maybe it is. I, I'm surprised as well. I'm surprised because I I thought and still think that it's fucking genius. And it, it is. It was a monumental, groundbreaking thing that they did with how much they filmed and, and what they did. And the fact that it didn't get the exposure, I don't think it got the exposure it deserved because it's amazing. It's just amazing what they did. And the fact I that you can, still, you can still do it and you're part of it. You are part of it. It's so great. 
It reminds me of a. Uh, it. W- I don't know if you ever saw the David Cronenberg mo- movie uh, Existence, but it it makes me feel. It came out in '99. I want to say I have seen this. Yeah, it was with Jud- Jude Law and um, Jennifer Jason Lee, I believe, and it's great. But it reminds me of a of a more interactive version of that movie because it it gives me the same feeling I felt when I watched that movie for the first time. Like, oh my God, it's like an interactive video game. But well, that's weird. Of, it's where she goes in with like the bird in her chest or whatever. And she like... But instead of the characters making the decisions, you on the couch are making the decisions. Right. So fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. how is Kimmy Schmidt going to do that? Like, how Because do they- it's about her and the reverend. So I think it's either telling the story of her and the Reverend to begin with, or it's an imagining of her getting, I can't remember, I can't remember if it's so called it's like a, the Reverend's Revenge or if she's getting. Is it a just for Netflix movie? Yeah. Because Kimmy Schmidt awesome. was just on Netflix. Right. Awesome. It was just a Netflix show. Well, now I'm really excited. Well, and Titus Burgess said that it was the hardest thing he's ever done. Yeah. I with, bet. With having to film wow. all of the different really? scenarios. That's what they said about Bandersnatch. They said it was, it was so long and arduous because they had so many possible outcomes. That's why I think that it hasn't caught on. I think that it's too much for Hollywood to pay attention to. Hollywood has like the shortest attention span, right? And they want to get things done and they're already over budget and they're already over time schedule. And if you make it with endless possibilities, how much is it going to be over budget and over schedule? And also I, I think it's because, uh, where was I going with this? Um, yeah, I, I think that people, uh, there's so much content. I think there's just so much content out there that it's really hard for people to, to pay attention and, and to focus on individual content. She asked me, Christine asked me today, like, whatever happened to Billy Bob Thornton? And I'm like, he's still working. I'm pretty sure he's still working. I and think he's on a Prime show. It yeah. was on Prime, Goliath. And, I couldn't right. remember where and it was. Sure enough, sure enough, I'm looking up his IMDb credits and I'm like, this guy's been working still. He's still working but there's so much content out there. It's like, oh, I haven't heard of this. I haven't heard of this. I haven't heard of that. Like, holy shit, there's that. I'd never watched that. So it's just there's so much out there. There's so too much. many choices. Like, there's too many choices. It's kind of kind of hard to decide what to freaking watch now. Basically, television is a Cheesecake Factory menu. Yeah. Yes. Gross. And Cheesecake Factory is gross. Yeah, I think we all really agree really good. That. How much is really good? The best Sweet restaurant. Sponsor. <laughs> yeah. The best restaurants have like very limited menu, so. So, so um, where are you guys in community now? Season four, okay. the dreaded or most uh, the wor- we worried about season four because of the whole fallout. But so far, it's pretty good. We, I, I love it. I think it's great. It hasn't been as I thought the writing was going to suffer, and I thought that they were going to lose track of sort of the the theme that Dan Harmon brought to it. But it's actually because fuck you, Chevy Chase. Because well, it's been pretty. Um, it's been pretty cohesive. I've been surprised. Uh, Chevy's definitely an afterthought in most episodes now. Like he, he's not really a storyline like he has been. Right. He's more of like they give him a couple throwaway lines and. Yeah, because season three it picks up, and season three <clears throat> Chevy's characters it's really uh, involved and it's really cool. Um, Where are you? Yeah, I just got into season three. And I just, like, I just finished, I I thought that, I love, I love Annie's Identity Crisis. I love the Christmas puppet episode. was amazing. Oh, my God. The stop motion Christmas. The stop motion Christmas was amazing. Yeah. But Um, it was weird watching it, because I was like. Because you're just getting to know. Because I'm like, well. You barely know these characters. Well, that's true, but I I felt it was weird watching that Christmas episode, because it's April. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It made me like really kind of freak out. I was like, "This is like no, a Christmas." It is weird show. because I feel the same way because the the holiday episodes I feel like come so quickly. When the season starts, it's like, "Oh my god, we're already at Halloween." Yeah, we're yeah. already at Thanksgiving. We're already at Christmas. Holy crap! I mean, the the second like the paintball episodes just blow me away. Like the first one, I was like, "This is amazing, amazing television." Not just for like a network sitcom like it's just amazing television and then they up the fucking game again at the second uh, on the uh, in the second season is it's just unbelievable like how fucking cinematic that is and the through lines the thing that keeps going like the fact that annie's boobs the monkey lives in the fucking vents and just lives there right like once we establish that annie's boobs lives in the vents that's where he is 
And by the way, Allison Brie is the lead on Glow. I, I like I never put the two and two together. You didn't it, it, realize that? Oh no. man, that's hilarious. You didn't? No. Wow. Wow. I knew on Glow that she right come from Community to begin with. And she was in what was the show? She was in Mad Men. I don't oh, remember her in Mad Men, but I, I'm pretty yeah, she sure. was in Mad Men, but I don't remember her in it. Uh, well, yeah. Allison's boobs do come out in Glow, so it's um, it's really well done. Yeah, that's it's great. great. It's great. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's literally like I saw Wally that you had posted. You're like, this has instantly become one of my favorite comedies, and I'm right there with you. Yeah. Like it's like Seinfeld and probably. Uh, 30 Rock, too. That's, the, yeah, definitely up there. Um, but, uh, I like, I just can't believe how much I like that show. And it just feels like, it feels like our group of friends. It literally feels like our group of friends. And the jokes on top of jokes on top of jokes, where they're, like, deep cut, and then they'll follow up with something a little bit more mainstream, but you're laughing at the deep cut thing, so you've missed the mainstream thing. But it's, like, one, two, three on top of each other. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. They're I can't, timing. I can't wait for you to watch season three, because season three, it was just, like, there were so many episodes where I'm, like, oh, my. It's one of those episodes where you, you sit and you're watching and you're enjoying it, and then you're just, like, Oh my God, this is so fucking good. Uh, I'll say, I'll say this. I actually can't wait to finish the series so I can watch it again. Yeah. Like, I don't think like, and most of the time I like, like with Seinfeld, we for years, her and I watched two or three episodes of Seinfeld when we ate dinner together. And then it was like, let's take a break. And it's probably been like two years yeah. since, since we yeah. really, really watched Seinfeld on a regular basis, but the show at a weird time now. I literally can't wait to go back and watch this again. Yeah, it's so funny that you say that about Seinfeld because for the first time that I can remember, watching Seinfeld on reruns now is not as fun. Like it's it's still fun and I still enjoy the show. It's dated. But it is it's dated. dated. It's severely dated now. Like yeah. finally, I feel like it's finally severely like, oh man, it's still funny and I appreciate it and I love it. But now it's like, ugh. Some of those things don't land. It's not the way we live anymore. Like some of those like jokes about missing connections to me like especially with cell phones coming in too he's like you can't cut your friend off with a with a cell phone conversation that's that's like and it's like uh well we, we don't even talk on cell phones anymore we just text each other right exactly exactly uh so cool yeah yeah community community so um, i have to i have to say i have to say this one thing and i can't believe i'm saying this but i don't know if you did because christina i know you're not big on like these these self-quarantine performances and stuff like that. But did either of you catch the Post Malone Nirvana, Nirvana performance? No. It was fantastic. It was amazing. I don't yeah. care for either one of those bands. I don't either. I don't normally, like. well, I, Post Malone I don't care for. Normally, I wouldn't, it's not something I would listen right. to. But we were bored, it came up, we watched it. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Cool. Like. They did deep cut Nirvana stuff. They the most Nirvana thing you could do is not do Smells Like Teen Spirit. They yeah. didn't do it. They they I did like a, I'm a, kill myself, kill myself. <laughs> right? That's that's a Nirvana song, right? Right? Uh, you actually kind of sounded like Nirvana <laughs> right there. Did. So, I know. Yeah, Kurt Cobainish. Then how is he the voice of our generation? It's not the voice what? of my life. But by, by the way, Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what I heard too. She killed him with um and a pact with Dave Grohl. It was a it was, no, no. Yeah, absolutely. Her and Dave Grohl were both in on it. They hate each other. Exactly because they had to come out of it hating each other because they signed some kind of blood pact with the devil and they each got careers out of it that they would not have gotten if Nirvana had stayed popular. So yes, I love your theory, Christina. I think it's fantastic. Thank you. Quite interesting, isn't it? I mean, can I, can I hear some more of your Nirvana? Yeah, please. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. That's my Kurt Cobain. That I, I'm totally gonna push you to do that more often. Now, like I want you to actually play Nirvana songs so you can semi learn it. I'm in love your hot shape box. Take a nap. <laughs> Take a nap. <laughs> that sounds like a Nirvana lyric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 
Now I want you to start doing the Chicago song, the one in the park. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. She's gonna have to do shit. The Nirvana album will, will be the the. the I will the, stop. Once you do that one, right then now. you gotta fo follow up the album with the Nirvana album. <laughs> Christina almost sings the hits. Saturday. <laughs> I didn't do it. Speaking uh, of I'll voices. do it for Christina style. Saturday in the park. A Timmy Sam, a Timmy Okay. <laughs> now that you've completely ruined Wally's day, um, oh. we watched a movie about voiceovers. Lake Bell. Oh, I saw that movie a long time ago, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Like, yeah. Where, where they, uh, like, everyone wants to be like. Um, in a world. In a world. In a world. Yeah. They've. Um, the, yeah. They, the big guy who did the in the world yeah. thing. Yeah. De La Fontaine or whatever his name but, was. Yeah, La, La Fontaine. That's it. That's it. So, I mean, everybody's in that movie, too. Every comedian who's a comedian is in that movie. But it's pretty interesting. It was a pretty funny... You just watched that? You're kind of late to the party on that. Yeah, we're very late to the party. It was funny, but it was also... It's seven years old. It was also really long. Yeah, it had a little Judd Apatow long-y long to it. Um, but what got us on that track is we had watched a 2015 movie called Man Up, and it was with Simon Pegg and Lake Bell. Really cute. It's actually really cute. I'm not one for rom-coms typically, but where did we see it? It was on Netflix or it was on something. And uh, I think it was on demand, maybe. It was on demand. Yeah, it was Simon, cute. Simon Pegg's always fun, right? Yeah. That's why I yeah. watched it. And Lake Bell, I usually like her. She um, had... A British accent. It was a British movie, and they cast her as a British woman. She's but she's not British. No. How was her accent? Flawless. Remarkable. Really? Yeah. I never hear you say that, Christina. Trust I never me. hear you say she's that. She's the first one to point it out if it's bad. She's the first one to be like, "Oh, they suck." It's fake. Like usually, I'm like, "Ooh, fake." I was her face. Like she got like the Britishisms. Yeah. Got like the the mouth placement correct like right. where her words were coming out of her mouth and how like she like everything was more like on an uptick just the way her face moved around the words made it it wasn't like an american trying to be have a british accent like her face became very british or whatever like she did a she did a really good job i was pleasantly surprised and the movie was very cute it was very cute and it's one of those movies like all movies that if it's good enough you don't care that you know what's gonna happen well what was the name of this movie again? Man Up. Okay. It was very cute. Fleabag has like a three-second cameo yeah. in it. Uh, yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge yeah. has a, a little bit of a role, small role. And it's cute. Like, the story is really cute. Yeah, it's so that's what got us on a Lake Bell kick. And then we watched In a World. And it, was, it, was, it wasn't as good as... It, like, In a World wasn't as good as the other one, I feel like. Yeah, 100%. So, anyway... I just thought it was okay. funny we were talking about, you know, making voices and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, hey, what's going on? Kelly looks like she wants to raise her hand. No, I'm good. Oh. I was writing down Man Up so that I, we oh, could go so back cute. and watch it. Well, you're very close now, and I feel like you're leaning in like, hello. I'm listening. I'm into this now. You have my full attention. Funny. Well, um, should we move on to questions? Sure. Sure. All you right. Let's go first whoever i'll go first sure what, what am i drinking a parisian oh yes a parisian pups and i actually get why he served you that drink why so my question for you is what's the first thing you want to do when all of this bullshit is over go on a trip I think that's why that drunk that drink was appropriately named so i i vacillate right because we live in a new world and things are going to be different and traveling's not going to, it was already not fun. Now it's going to be a lot, not fun. Um, but it can't, it's like also when I see tickets to San Diego for $217, I'm like, $220 tickets to San Diego. I'll risk the coronavirus for this. I mean, so I looked at Wally the other day and I said, let's put the cats in an RV. When this is over, we're going to get an RV. And we're, me and you and the cats are going on a road trip in an RV. Fuck yeah, right? How much fun does that sound? All nine cats. No. Uh, we could have somebody come feed the outside guys. 
Well, the inside guys would lose their fucking mind. It was to- it would be torture for them. It would be flat out torture. They would be like, "What have I done? Why is the Lord forsaken me?" They would not understand. <laughs> Why is my house constantly moving? Oh my god, it's hilarious. It's like a little tiny dog in a purse going to a mall. That dog does not want to be in the mall. <laughs> that dog fucking- hates Paris Hilton every single day. Oh my god. So, um. Yeah, I feel like. I'm so, is there like, is there like a place on your list that even if you were to get in the RV, is there like a destination you have in mind? Like, where are you going? Well, any town USA. Yeah, fuck. I'm telling you, let's go find the most giant ball of twine. I don't even give a shit. Let's just go hit the open road. Um, we actually were talking today about Portland. I would like to go to Portland, but we've also during quarantine talked about a trip. To Las Vegas to see a couple friends, like just starting our trip in Las Vegas. Spend the night with a friend, drive out into the desert, go up to the Grand Canyon, spend some time in Sedona, then leave. So I would like to do that little road trip. We've also talked about California again, Northern California. We've also talked about Paris again. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like Paris is a long shot because of the way that this shit is going down. I tell you what, I don't think it's a question of if we're going to travel. I think the question is where. It's like after this is over, Oh my God, I want to get the fuck out. I want to just go and go, just go. Yeah. Anywhere. Spin a bottle and I'm on a map. Like, that's it. Let's go. What about you guys? Northern California sounds great. Oh, like, that is that that the just first, sounds fucking that, great. Like, the first thing you want to do? I hear you. You know, um, it's funny because well, Listen, I, I will take the, I'm only going to take this one because I'm very cynical right now. Like, I know we're, I, I know we're, um, reducing restrictions at this point and and i'm very cynical in the sense that i think it's just gonna ramp up and spike again so i'm this with connection to the spanish flu how this is basically what the same thing that happens yeah right like right? like then, as soon as they lower all of the restrictions it's it will, like everyone's it will gonna happen. act like an asshole it will and happen like i said shop at Publix. it's gonna spike again um so yeah, Northern California sounds good, but you know, I mean, obviously you guys know I love the keys and I want to support, it's a delicate e- economy. I wouldn't mind because it's easy and I could just get in the car, we can just get in the car and, and spend a weekend there and support that and just fucking relax. That's but a really good point. This was, this was the year that we had, like last year we started talking where we were like, this is going to be the year where we're going to like go to like Italy or go, go do something outside of the US. Yeah. And then this shit happens. So I don't see that really happening. Yay, 2021. In 2020. Um, but definitely, I mean, I would love to go to like California. I actually have been thinking too about like, I would love to go up to the Adirondacks in New York. Like I want to take Jim to like Lake George. And I would, love for, I would love, yeah, I would love for you guys to go like, cause you know, we, I mean, we can go climb mountains, but it can be on the lake. We can rent a freaking cabin, a cabin. You know, I would love to do that in like September, like right before it gets like, because everything in Lake George closes down like after, uh, like October, Labor Day. We're not going anywhere in September, BT Dubs. In case you remember your San Diego trip, lest I remind you about hurricane season. We. But I'm saying, I want to go there before. I would like to go there. I would like to go there sometime this year, but I don't know if it'll happen. Like again, it's like I don't know if it'll happen, but it's on my mind. Like I want to go. So beautiful place. I get like 10 days off at Christmas now. And I say unpopular opinion amongst our parents. We I'm in. I'm in. We go away. (laughs) We go away for Christmas as a foursome. And so then when our parents want to be like, hey, what are you doing for Christmas? You have to come see us. We're gonna be like, oh, we can't because we've got plans to go stay in a Snowden cabin up in the woods somewhere. Yes. Yes. We go go spend Christmas together in a cabin in the woods. Yes. I think that would be a lot of fun. Count count me in. Yeah. Go see my mom the week before. I know. What if we just went for a little bit of the Christmas? Well, here's the thing. I don't know what Wally's situation is, but like they are fucking us hard when it comes to Christmas time at work now. So, oh, really? What's it, that mean? Yeah. You, you Wally always takes like 10 days off at Christmas. Usually does I do. used to too, but now they're like, we cannot, we cannot make that promise to you anymore. Now we might just get Christmas. I mean, I had to go to work the day after Christmas. And I worked two days and then I was off again. So, I don't so know. It, there's, trouble, there's trouble in paradise with that. 
Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Northern California, I get periodic email newsletters from Dr. Wilkinson's. Yeah. Oh man, it makes me want to go sit in that muddy bath. I tell you oh, that, that muddy, stinky bath. God, it was so great. That whole experience was just amazing. I, that makes me want to go there right now. It was so For great. For all of our listeners, you have to go to Calistoga. Yes. Visit Calistoga in uh, <clears throat> Northern California and take a muddy, and stinky what, bath. And, and what was the, that wine place that you were like? Montemajore. Montemajore. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So we went on a. We basically went on an alcoholic field trip some years ago. We've talked about this before. We have talked about it. So uh, all of our group went to Sonoma and we toured. And then after we broke up with our couple of three-day tour, we split up into groups. Some of us went to, to Napa and others went up to Calistoga. Calistoga resides, basically, if you drew a line from Napa and Sonoma, to Calistoga, it would form a triangle. Calistoga is at the northern tip, and then you go a little bit east to get to Napa and west to go to Sonoma. So we went to the north, and it was fucking amazing. It was just this cute little town, has one of the oldest mud baths in the country, if not the oldest, and it's I think it's the place that originated the mud bath. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah. The town is something, it's out of a movie. It's literally out of a movie. Like most things in, in California, it's like, it's a tiny little town. It's got one main street. It's got a banner. I, felt, I don't know if it had, did it have a banner or is that my brain? Had a, no, I had a banner. Yeah. I had a banner. And a banner across the main street, like who knows what. It looked know. like, it looked strangely like Groundhog's Day, except with mountains. Yeah. And, yeah. And surrounded by mountain, beautiful mountains. It's just amazing. Yeah. And the temperature was beautiful. The, the, the people were nice. It was a quaint little town surrounded by wineries and grape fields. And it was just, it was awesome. Just fucking great. Cool. So we're all traveling is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, great. What's saying? What's, what are you drinking, Captain? Uh, what did uh, you shoot? I'm drinking an alien shooter uh, virtually through Wally. So what do you got for me, Nitz? When space travel becomes as normal as airplane travel, will you be going? Nope. No desire. Zero. Zilch. That's what I said. When she asked me that question, I'm like, no, he's not going to go. I'm not going to go. What's wrong with you? Like, I mean, listen, I love science fiction and I love comic books and I love all that shit. And I, I love space adventures and all that kind of shit. But I think of these motherfuckers that go up to the ISS and they're and they're up there for like two years, and you come back home where there's no gravity, and then all of a sudden you're in gravity. That fucks your system up for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, you I, change. I would like to spend an hour in anti gravity. That's oh, what yeah. I would like to do. I would like to spend an hour in anti gravity, and after that, fuck that shit. I have no desire to be in outer space. It is completely one hundred percent unnatural for us to be to be out there. I know I sound like a fuddy duddy and unadventurous <laughs> and stuff, but I'd rather be Indiana Jones with my boots on the ground, running from a fucking boulder, than floating in space for two and a half years. Fuck you. I would go space madness like Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> oh completely. Oh completely. My ice cream bar. Sorry. Yeah. Space madness. It's so good. If y'all ha- for our listeners, if it's been a while since you've seen some Ren and Stimpy Go watch Space Madness. It's one of the best pieces of our cartoon history, <laughs> animation history. Um, what made you think to ask me that? That's 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 an interesting question. Because you wearing a you're wearing a George Jetson T-shirt, by the way. Yeah. Which I but think it's also a Lando, but it's also Lando Calrissian. It's a mashup. It's but a mashup. it's space. But it's space. I find it hilarious. It's a space city. And did you know that your wife thought Bespin was Bespin? I heard that. I heard that, yeah. I think that I know better, but it just, at the moment, wasn't registering. Hey, <laughs> it's like learning Spanish. You think it's a V and it's a B. It's okay. Exactly. Vodka. Oh, forgiven. I'm not mad. I was never mad. So a couple weeks ago, you asked me about um, being in quarantine and what movie I feel like we're living in, right? And I said, 12 yes. Monkeys. I also, a lot of times without wanting to 
admit it out loud, feel like it's Elysium, where the poor people are going to get left on a destroyed planet, and the rich people are all going to move to space. And all of the poor people are just going to be left to our own devices to end up like Wally, the movie. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this is what I wish people could see, like our faces. <laughs> Wally's facial expression of me. So um, that's kind of scary. And I think I was having those Elysium thoughts the other day. And that's where mm -hmm. that question came from. Yeah. So not that we would be allowed to go up there. Uh, you know what's funny? The way you say Elysium. Oh God, how are you supposed to say it? I, no, I like the way you say it, to be, to be honest, because I never heard anybody pronounce it like you do until we did Twelfth Night together. Oh, weird. Because there was a perfume. Because I always hear people, like, I feel like the white man's version of it is Elysium. Oh. And you give it, like, this sort of Shakespearean eloquence to what by saying I'm Elysium. I said Elysium. Elysium. Elysium Field. I, think, I don't think a lot of people say it that way. Weird. They're wrong, Jim. Yeah. Uh, there was one of my favorite perfumes was called Elysium. <clears throat> and so that's why. I don't know. Because I, I have a button with, with you on it from Twelfth Night. Is this, is this Elysium? Nice. I didn't even remember saying that word in that show. <laughs> I don't do. remember. I don't remember most of my lines from most of the shows. What country friends is this? I don't know. When my tongue, my tongue blibs. My tongue blibs. <laughs> my tongue blibs. That wasn't. Was that Twelfth Night? Yeah. yeah. Because right. Kevin was still around. Because yeah. my tongue blibs was something we all laughed about. So bad. <laughs> I was still like one of my favorite shows though that you guys did. It was a fun show. It was fun. It was. it was a really good show. It was so pretty. It was, it was pretty. And heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was so I, what a sad ending to something that's supposed to be so lighthearted and stuff like that. No, like, it's lost. And we're like, we're all dead? <laughs> Everyone's dead. <laughs> Plane crash. It's so funny when my every time I tell my mom about Shakespeare, she always says, is it gonna be lighter this year or is it gonna be like the one where everyone died? <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit! Don't forget, Twelfth Night is a comedy. Yeah, and then we crash a plane at the end of it. No, the plane was crashed the entire time. It was all a fever dream. It was a crossover dream. She wouldn't need to cross over. It got really weird. I just remember. I remember too. Like, I remember uh, Missy was singing at the end, and this is yeah. a somber yeah. song. Playing the finger harp or whatever. I remember, I remember standing like catty corner to uh, to. Um, Trent laughing his balls off. <laughs> While she, and he wasn't laughing at Missy. He wasn't laughing at Missy. He just, something got in his head that made him laugh. And I see him literally having like convulsions. And I look at him, he starts laughing. So I start laughing. I don't even know what he's laughing about, but I'm laughing because he's laughing. Now we look like idiots because we're shadowed in this like this death uh, tableau. And both of us are like, <laughs> <laughs> laughing your asses off. It happens. Those are the times that it happens the worst. So it's fine. It's okay. It's fine. We're those all fine. The, You're fine. Those are the best times. Well, um, what about you? I mean, what about me? No, I wouldn't go to space. <laughs> <laughs> what I about mean, you? Hell no, I wouldn't go to space. No, no, it freaks me out. It, I, I, I would probably never come back. Like, I'd just get sucked out the window or something. Like, something like that would happen. How grim. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? Space stories are often grim. Not a lot of good yeah, stuff happens in space stories. Yeah. And someone uh, inevitably gets sucked out. Like, too dark. It's too dark. And just, there's, there's nothing out there. There's nothing out there. And no. Frozen vacuum. I would definitely not be going to space ever in my life. What about you, Captain? You look like you got something to say about Dude, I... I would be all about it. I would be so excited. I'd be all about it until I was seat belted into my seat and, and the countdown is going. I'd be like, okay, let me out. Let me the fuck out. Open the door. <laughs> I would be all about it. Up. And then I would have a goddamn meltdown. I'm like, this is a bad idea. That's so funny. Like, I still find it unnatural to be in, you know, I've flown all over the place in the U.S. traveling. And I'm, I'm an okay traveler when it comes to that, but I still find it completely unnatural to be flying around in a tin can like i just think it's weird well so, imagine trying to take a shit in outer space yeah so count me out on that one too 
I guess it would happen normally, right? You'd have to poop into some kind of vacuum bag, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah like a running it. vacuum. You basically have to stick a fucking uh, a Roomba up your ass in order to take a shit. <laughs> okay. So that's a no for me. No, I definitely don't want to because I don't do well in a pressurized cabin from one side of the country to the other. So I definitely wouldn't do well in a super pressurized cabin in zero Gs. Let's just be clear. They wouldn't ask you to go. No. She would not pass you that astronaut. That's fine. Yeah. You wouldn't pass the tests. I would because I think differently. Ah. 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 I'd be able to solve those complex problems. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't. I'm joking. Like, why don't we just open the window and shit into space? <laughs> Is that like a vacuum? <laughs> You've seen the movie Aliens, right? Just put your ass in there. and then if, you, if, if you can't open the door on an airplane, you definitely can't open a door on a spaceship. <laughs> no. Instead of the alien queen, it'll be your poop that gets sucked out. <laughs> Is this over yet? You all figure right. some dude would be sitting on the fucking ISS all by himself and he's fucking jerks off? Where do you put that? It they, just floats around. You're not allowed to do that up there. It's, they're still Who's going to stop them from doing it? Maybe they got Blue Peter. Maybe they got fucking chemically castrated to go up there. I'm sure it's happened. Let's just, come on. The one guy was up there for like how long? Gabby Gifford's husband? Like a year. Yeah, come on. Even if he didn't want to, he'd be sleeping one night and be like, oh! Listen, whoever the first guy is that fucked in outer space is the guy that should, like, he should talk about that. Well, let's find him. There's got to be someone out there who's done it. You Well, I mean, there's women on the ISS and men, so at some point, you got to get bored. No, you don't. You've got scientific shit to do. What bored? <laughs> what, you're going to do scientific shit for 18 hours in the day? Yeah. Maybe that's their job. Well, maybe at some point, you might want to get your rocks off. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Haven't you watched Too Hot to Handle? I did. No, I'm not. <laughs> SpaceX got Kelly all worked up. I know. Sounds really awesome. Let's go do it. <laughs> Again, an hour in anti-gravity. That's, that's all I need for space for me. Fuck that shit. You can have sex, try to drink champagne, poop. Take a poop. Take a poop. <laughs> and then fly me back home. <laughs> These are all the What'd things. What'd you do? I got drunk. I got laid. I took a poop. <laughs> I flew back home. <laughs> You need to masturbate also. So you can see I had sex, I masturbated, I ate, I shit. And I got shit flying all over the place. <laughs> what happened to you? Oh, I went to space, man. <laughs> yeah. Come back, shit's all over your face. Literally. What's on the back of your head? Oh. Your own jizz. Yeah. And poop. Gross. <laughs> what a great way to end the show. How about we just say goodbye? I think it's fantastic, actually. <laughs> okay, kids, look. If you when gotta go to space... space <laughs> Have I become that predictable? <sighs> it's awesome. <laughs> I don't know how well it's going to work, kids, trying to S a D and a P in space, because where even is a P in space? P being parking lot. So I would say before you get on your rocket ship to space, while you're walking through the parking lot, <laughs> on your in slow motion, in, yeah, in your rocket suit, don't get waylaid into a van lured <laughs> with the promise of S and Ds. Just keep walking. You have some space to conquer. Don't S and D in the P. And while you're there, take a step back while you're in space and F your own face because at least then it's got a place to go. <laughs> uh, you swallow now, don't you? No, it doesn't. <laughs> what? She goes, that makes no sense. I was like, it doesn't. <laughs> Goodbye, kids. Bye. Goodbye, kids. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Tony. Uh.